the most wonderful time of the year. You got Harvest Huddle. I'm your host, Jackson Harvey. Sit down, relax. You got two weeks of Super Bowl talk to go through. We got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Los Angeles Rams in Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Couldn't be happier with the matchup. Honestly, any matchup we could have gotten with that Final Four would have been just fine to me. However, this one is fun. Matt Stafford in his first Super Bowl. I'm excited about that. But this is an episode about the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's focus on let's focus on them. So these two episodes you're going to see the road to the Super Bowl for the Cincinnati Bengals here and then of course we got the other one, the road for the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to kind of go through some key moments for this Bengals team more focusing on this season cuz there there's a lot of key moments of building this football team. You know, Zach Taylor's been there 3 years. You got Joe Burrow being taken number 1 overall in the draft 2 years ago. Um there's just there's so many key factors or so many factors that went into this Super Bowl team in the Bengals. Uh but I'm going to focus on some key moments, key games in the last year or so, and especially in this past regular season. If you haven't already, go check me out on Instagram. We're at Harvey's Huddle. We're on Twitter at Harvey's underscore Huddle, and we're on Facebook as well. All the links to my social media pages are in the comment description. Go like the page. Go give us a follow. We're a little more active on Twitter than Instagram, per se, just because of the nature of the platform, um, especially for the Super Bowl. If you're interested in Super Bowl tweets and you're interested in taking a look at those, I'm going to most likely be live tweeting the Super Bowl and my reactions to the game. Um, so go check that out. Let's start off by talking about three key moments that I think happened for the Bengals to get here. Um, first of all, the 41 to 22 loss to the Los Angeles Chargers, which was followed by a 26 to 23 overtime loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I think that these are very crucial losses because right after this, you see a couple of really crucial wins that take place for the Bengals. Um, I think these games, they were kind of mid-season, and I think they showed a little bit of vulnerability in the Bengals, um, so much so that they were able to get get their ship right. That ship with a P, for anyone that's wondering. Um, to get everything right, to, to steady the ship, to um, really take a look, take an inventory, and get the wrinkles out um i think it really showed in one of their really soon after one of their games was the win against the chiefs which is probably my other my my other two key moments are kansas city chiefs wins i mean that's that's what that's what you gotta say i mean the 34 to 31 win against the chiefs at in cincinnati um showed 
that whoa we we can hang with them not only can we hang with them we can beat them we can beat the best team the defending AFC champions who haven't gotten worse since uh last Super Bowl they've gotten better on the offensive line they've gotten a little bit better on defense and we beat them not only that but Jamar Chase had 3,000 yards or something in that game. Um, Incredible. 415 yards passing in that game. It showed, and I think it gave the Cincinnati Bengals confidence in their passing game. Um, Not to mention, it also clinched the AFC North for them. That win clinched the division and put them in the number four seed so that they would be able to have a home game as their wildcard matchup against the Raiders, which is huge. And it came late in the season. Week 17, you couldn't ask for a better game to win than Week 17 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Honestly. Huge win out of the way. You get to rest some of your players Week 18 because, I mean, you're not getting anywhere else. And you just sit there and you watch. You watch some football Week 18 See who you're going to match up with the next week. Great job. Probably one of the key, and if not the key win in the regular season for the Bengals. And then my other key moment. Let's talk about that game last week. Against the Chiefs, they went down 21-3 at one point. And it was 21-3 going into the second half. And they come out 27-24 in overtime with the win. I don't want to discredit anything that the Bengals defense did. Because the Bengals defense was phenomenal. They did a great job. They did a number on Patrick Mahomes. But I'm also kind of lenient towards saying Mahomes lost this game for the Chiefs more than the Bengals won this game for Cincinnati. And the only reason is the first half. Like Mahomes had the opportunity to do anything. Do anything but punt the ball. And he couldn't do it. And like I said, it is a lot to do with the Bengals' defense. Trey Hendrickson had a day. He, he And the rest of the secondary did a fantastic job. They had a great, great showing. But I think Patrick Mahomes had opportunities to make plays that he just didn't see. For instance, it's late in the fourth quarter. They're inside the red or the Chiefs are inside the red zone. And there's like a minute left. And that final play where Mahomes is just running around like a chicken with his head cut off and he ends up fumbling the ball and his offensive lineman falls on it. If you watch that play, you'll see that Travis Kelsey was wide open in the middle of the field for a play that looks very, it looked very similar to many plays that they've run, Kelsey and Mahomes. And Mahomes didn't throw it. He didn't throw the middle of the field pass that he usually does. Kelsey would have caught it. He would have at least gotten a first down if he's stopped at the goal line. 
But no, you fumble the football 25 or 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage, by the way. You get sacked, and you got to settle for a field goal that takes you to overtime. I, I think, and I fully believe, Patrick Mahomes had the chance to take the Chiefs into this Super Bowl matchup against the Rams, but he missed the opportunities to do so. And huge credit to the defensive front of the Cincinnati Bengals because they did a great job. Not only getting to Patrick Mahomes, but getting to Patrick Mahomes with like a three or four man front. They dropped eight into coverage like every time. And they made Mahomes either make the throw or try to make a play with your legs. And when you tried to make a play with your legs, here are his legs. You remember last time I said those edges, they need to crash down on him. They can't just go north-south. They need to start uh, pinching in on him, on Mahomes, in order to keep him in the pocket and not scrambling out. And what did they do? Exactly that. You see them trying to tighten the pocket in a uniform fashion so that he doesn't get any holes to escape. And he didn't. And it was a masterful job by the defense, by the defensive line, and by the defensive coaches. Great job. Great win. I think it proves, again, their ability like, hey, we can hang with these top dogs. We can do this. Our defense is great. We got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. And we can hang with the best of them. Okay, so those are the key moments that I have for the Cincinnati Bengals season. Um, Again, that's not to mention, you know, the hiring of Zach Taylor, the decision not to fire him after last season. That's huge for the Bengals. Um, And then you've got, of course, drafting a Joe Burrow. I got to say, I got to say, I was wrong about the Bengals. I was wrong about Jamar Chase. I was wrong about Joe Burrow. I was wrong about it all. Um, I was a huge proponent, if you don't remember, in the offseason for the Bengals to chase Penny Sewell um, or any other offensive line that they could possibly target in the first round. I was all for it. I thought they should leave Jamar Chase alone. And then once they picked Jamar Chase, he had an awful preseason. And I mean awful. He couldn't catch a cold in the preseason. It was it, it looked really bad. Um, and of course I started ragging on the guy saying you should have picked Sewell, but man, oh man, has he proven me wrong. Um, and so has the entire Bengals organization. And I'm just, I am in shock that they've made the Super Bowl. and I'm, I'm proud of, I'm proud of them. I'm glad they've made it. I'm glad we got two teams that kind of no one saw coming for Super Bowl 56. Anyways, so I'm going to talk about the offense. going to talk about the defense a little bit. If you want, if you're having friends over or if your friends are asking, Hey, I want to watch a Super Bowl for the first time, or I don't really understand football at all. I'm hoping to break this down for them or for someone who's like, I don't know much about the Cincinnati Bengals. Tell me about them. I don't know much about the LA Rams. Tell me about them. Um, so I'm going to talk about their offense. Going to talk about their defense. Going to kind of just, skim the top a little bit not really go super in depth but 
trying to give a good introduction to what this offense and this defense does, what makes them tick. And then next week for my preview, I'm kind of going to go into more of the weaknesses and, and the strengths together to try to formulate a prediction. So let's talk about offense. This offense runs through Joe Burrow. This man is not only the leader of the offense, he is the leader of this entire team. And it's undisputed, it's fact, he is the leader of the entire Cincinnati Bengals. Just in the last three games, so in the playoffs, he's passed for 748 yards, not crazy, four touchdowns in that span. That's just two, just under 250 yards per game, 249.3. Um, the Bengals on offense, they have had 264 rushing yards. I believe most of that is from Joe Mixon, which veteran name finally getting to a Super Bowl. Uh, they've had one rushing touchdown all postseason. So that's only five touchdowns in three games. Five touchdowns. In three games. That's not great, uh, especially considering you played the Raiders in the first game, Titans in the second game. I mean, you couldn't do anything because Joe Burrow was getting sacked the whole time. But five touchdowns in in three playoff games uh, total for this offense. The offensive line, it's been a wreck all season long. I mean, going back to last season, I... Joe Burrow was hurt because of how bad this offensive line for the Bengals is and was. Uh, Especially versus good defensive fronts. Tennessee, as much as I hate the heck out of them, they have a pretty quality defensive front. And they wreaked havoc against the Bengals. Kansas City, they don't have... When you think Kansas City, I don't think, hey, defensive front... I think if I'm thinking about the defense, I'm thinking Daniel Sorensen. I'm thinking Tyron Matthew. Uh, I am not going to their defensive front seven. So we'll see. Are they going to be able to hold up against the Rams' defensive front? Anyways, that, that's for next week. The trio of Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase have been vital to this offense. And vital to Joe Burrow. I mean, everything that they do is incredible. And they've been, I think I've said it before, they have been the most effective wide receiver trio that we have seen in the NFL this season. They have been the most effective, especially in the playoffs, most effective trio in the NFL. Off the charts. It's been great, fantastic. Not so much in terms of scoring, but in terms of yardage. Because the thing with the Bengals is rookie kicker Evan McPherson is just, he's electric. He's an incredible kicker. He's a perfect 12 for 12 in the playoffs so far. And I believe he's made like a record 12 field goals of 50 plus or more this season alone. And so you look at someone like McPherson, who has such a long range, you just need to get past midfield. You get past the 50-yard line, you're thinking about kicking a field goal. That is an incredible asset, especially for 
a team and an offense that does so well with yardage. They do a great job getting yards. They just have a rough time finishing drives. Um, Joe Mixon, he had a great season, great regular season, 1,205 yards in the regular season, 13 touchdowns. We already went over his playoff rushing yards so far. But Joe Mixon, he's going to be a huge part of this Cincinnati Bengals game plan in the Super Bowl, especially. They need to be able to run the ball against the Los Angeles Rams in order to keep the Rams' offense on the sideline. Um, Speaking of rookie kicker Evan McPherson, though, he only needs two more successful field goals. That'll give him 14. And he'll tie with Adam Vinatieri for most successful field goals made in a single postseason. And he'll do that in his rookie season? Are you kidding me? He's incredible. Incredible offense, incredible score. Um, and he's been vital to a lot of the wins that the Bengals have had throughout the season. Let's talk about their defense. Their defense, even though you haven't heard about them, their defense is probably one of the biggest assets that they've had in this playoff run. They've allowed only 19.67 points per playoff game. They've forced seven turnovers in their three playoff games. Seven turnovers. That's incredible. That's 2.3 a game. Uh, they're also only allowing 243 passing yards per game in the playoffs. That's for a league that usually throws about 300. 300 to 400 is usually a good game. 400's getting into like the, wow, that's incredible. 300's like, okay, that's, that's great. 250 is usually where you want to be for like, okay, good job. If you're under 250, you're like, eh could have done better. So they're allowing a, eh, could have done better to the offense so far in the playoffs. Von Bell and Jesse Bates, the third in safety in the safety position. So the very far back in the defense, uh, they have been nothing short of fantastic for this defense, not only in terms of play, but in terms of inspiration, uh, there are leaders on the defense. Trey Hendrickson, talk about a key moment is picking him up in free agency from the Saints. He has been insane this season. 14 sacks in the regular season for Trey Hendrickson. He's done a great job. Uh, He's really led this defensive front and I think he's done nothing but elevate this team. And he got this whole defensive mindset for the Bengals right now where they want to give Burrow time. And that's the most important thing for them. I mean, you saw that Kansas City Chiefs game. Chiefs had them on their heels for a little bit in the last part of that fourth quarter. But we've already talked about that. Um, But when it came to the overtime period, after just giving up a ton of yards in that final drive in the fourth quarter, defense said, no, we got this forced a turnover on a deep ball 
Again, a deep ball that probably shouldn't have been thrown, but a deep ball nonetheless. Uh, forced a turnover and pretty much sealed the game for them. Fantastic job by the defense against the Chiefs. And even though not a lot of people are talking about the defense for the Bengals, it's going to be one of the key proponents for them to win Super Bowl 56. Their defense needs to be on its A-plus game in order for them to be able to walk out with the Lombardi Trophy. Well, there you go. That's their road. That's what's made the Cincinnati Bengals tick all season long. If you haven't already, go check out the social media channels. Links are in the episode description. Check out my other road to the Super Bowl with the Los Angeles Rams. And stay tuned next week for my prediction for Super Bowl 56. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jackson Harvey. This has been Harvey Subtle. Take care.